Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Amen. That was some good worship, eh? Man, lots of things are happening, eh? Lots of new things coming up. Whew. Just a little recap there. I guess uh, we've had quite a few things that we just announced there. Like we have Monday Bible study. Then we have Wednesday men's and women's small group. Thursday we got prayer. I don't know if you guys have been reading the weekly lately, but there's a devotional now going on in the weekly. And there's like things that you can uh, apply to your own uh, life for the week, a devotional that you can participate in. Um, how many of you guys know that, you know, our pastors are praying, right? They're praying for each one of us here. And uh, they get things from God and they get things for the congregation. So that devotional that you can get in the weekly, if you think about that, that's a place where you can really plug into uh, following along with um, some devotional there and uh, even talk about that in your small groups. So, man, that is a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot, a lot. Guess what? There's more coming. There is more. We have lots of things that we're doing at Big Church, and I'm telling you, moving into a new building is one part of it, but we are moving, guys. We are doing a lot of stuff here, and I mean, what, what better place to be than to be in the house of the Lord? What better place to be and to be in fellowship with one another, amen? I mean, like, the fact that we can grow together, the fact that we can grow in our faith it just is, is so wonderful and, and just so precious. Um, I'm just thinking back on um, just a few conversations I had with uh, Tessa and Duma. And, uh, bless their heart, man. They uh, really have a heart for uh, getting to know God. And um, they really, even on that Monday Bible study, they really had a passion to really uh, get uh, into the Word of God, get studying. Uh, we all have a, a really cool study Bible that we're working through, and we're just going through the book of Mark and uh, just studying some things there. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of good insight that you can get when you follow a study Bible. You can follow a study plan uh, than just simply reading it. So it's kind of fun to do something like that, do something a little different. So just encourage you, if you want to participate in something like that, uh, definitely check out the Monday uh, group. I know there's a lot more. It seems like a lot of young faces. Uh, I know Carrie and I were on there, Tessa and Duma, Nathan, and, a, and whoever else is wanting to participate in that. But, um, but anyways, all are welcome to that. Uh, there's no age restriction on it. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyways, I just, I'm excited. I'm just really happy, and I'm really excited for things that are coming down the pipeline, new things that are happening. Um, you know, today it's Palm Sunday, so I do want to mention that, um, you know, our Savior, he, he came uh, riding on a donkey. He came in. People were putting the palm branches down. They were waving them. They were, you know, singing Hosanna. They were praising him. Um, and, you know, he knew what he was coming into. He was coming into the city. These people are thinking, yeah, he's going to take uh, the rulership. He's going to take this earthly kingdom. He's going to reign on this earthly kingdom. But how many of you know he had a better plan? He had a better way. He had a, 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 a better solution on that. It may not have been uh, anything that we would have mustered up in our thoughts, but he knew what he was doing. And, you know, we're going to live out even the fruit of that today as a result of what he did when he came in 
uh, to that kingdom. So, you know, uh, he, he came uh, with the way of the cross. Amen. And uh, when we come uh, to our Good Friday service that's coming up, uh, we're going to be learning more about that with the cross. We're going to be reminded of it. We're going to be taking communion together on that day. So if you guys are able to participate on that, it's going to be really good. So, um, so Palm Sunday, that's today. And, you know, we're going to live out um, the result of what, of what Jesus did. Because how many of you guys know that he came to, to heal, right? He came to heal those um, here today. So that's what, uh, that's what Palm Sunday uh, is about. It's about Jesus. It's about him uh, coming in, um, you know, uh, leading up to the Good Friday service. So I just wanted to just kind of emphasize that. It's not totally what my sermon was about, but I, I felt like I needed to just really emphasize the importance of Palm Sunday because how many of you guys know that there's a lot of young people that come in or people that haven't been necessarily raised in a church and they have no idea what Palm Sunday is. They have no idea what the, the purpose of it is, but we need to be reminded of these things. We need to be reminded of the importance of what Jesus did, um, of that path that he took um, to, to free us uh, from sin and death. Amen. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, I just want to say I just came back from um, a bit of an encounter weekend. It was really good um, with a, a church called uh, Church Renewal. Um, and it was just really impactful. Um, so it was just really nice doing that on, uh, on Friday and, and on uh, Saturday. It was just a great time, just full of uh, getting close to God and really digging in. And it reminded me of back in the day when we were doing a lot of encounter weekends and re-encounters. And I'll tell you, this, kind of, uh, this kind of stuff really just fired me up uh, just to really see a lot of uh, new things come even in the church from, uh, from that angle. Because when you, look at, um, when you look at these encounter weekends, what they're full of is they're full of just really getting honest with your heart really getting honest with where you're at, with dealing with the, the weights and the bondages and all the sins and all the, the different types of things that ensnare us. Because how many of you guys know that when we start walking and walking and walking and we have our faith and we've, we've had it for uh, a period of time where, you know, it's become a, a strong uh, area of our life, we start walking and walking and walking and, and other things start creeping in, right? You know, maybe it's a show on TV, maybe it's somebody that we're talking with and then that leads to another kind of sin, and then that sin leads to another kind of sin, and it leads to more and more and more. And then all of a sudden, you almost wonder why you have a faith. You almost wonder, why, why, do I, why am I even coming to church and people are slipping away from the church? And it's because we don't emphasize the importance of being able to come to the cross, being able to come to Jesus, being able to come to a place where we can repent of our sins, where we can change, where we can deal with our troubles, where we can deal with our, uh, our challenges that we're faced with, take a weekend to really focus on it, to really pay attention to what it is that Jesus did, and to fill ourselves, so to empty ourselves, but then to fill ourselves with good things, to fill ourselves and give us strength, to fill ourselves with the Spirit, to fill ourselves with the things that are the great replacement of those things, amen? And I'll just tell you, like, you know, when you go on a, when a, going on a weekend like that, it's like dropping off weights, you know? It doesn't even matter if it's just a little weight. It's like dropping off weights. There's always a reason why we need to repent um, and, and, and ask for forgiveness of sins. In 1 John, it emphasizes the importance of saying that if you say you don't sin, you make God out to be a liar. So I sin. 
I need to go on a weekend like that. We all, we all sin. So we need to be able to repent and we need to be able to um, come to Jesus and ask him for the forgiveness and get him to give us that new life. Amen? And so when we get on weekends like that or we get on different types of things, we get this new life on the inside of us. And there's always a new life that we can get. There's never an exhausting um, aspect to God. There's never like a, an end cap that says, okay, you've gotten this much uh, of, of, of freedom in your life. That's all you're going to get. No, there's always another, another level that we can get with God. Amen? So it was just a great uh, weekend. Um, I just felt just a recharge from it. Um, and how many of you guys believe that God sets us free from sin and heals us, heals us spiritually that way? If there's anything I think the North American church probably has emphasized a lot is that area of, um, you know, of sin, of, you know, changing uh, our spirit man and, and trying to come to know the Lord. You know, that's probably been a strong focus. And, you know, talking about a healing service on Sunday, I feel like that's kind of one of those things where you almost like hide it under, hide it under a, a bush or something, you know, like the fact that he is a healer. And so I want to actually kind of segue and kind of tie these two things together. Um, but if we can just go to 1 John 3, 8. Um, this is just that verse that kind of went on with what I was saying about uh, in First John there. It says, but when people keep on, uh, or sorry, this is a different verse actually. Uh, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. <clears throat> Do you guys know that we, uh, and I think what I was trying to bring out with this was, um, was, when I was talking about the encounter weekends, uh, this is an point that I actually kind of forgot to, to mention, but when, um, is being able to always be transparent with the Lord and being always in a state of wanting to seek that repentance and always wanting to have a form of change in our spirit. And, um, you know, I've, I've met a number of different people and a number of different ministers and, and just different people that I've talked to where they hide all of their sins, you know? And then you, I come and I talk to them like years later and I'm like, hey, how's it going, man? And it's almost like hearing the same kind of story. It's almost like seeing, you know, no advancement in their, in their selves, no, not seeing a brighter smile, not seeing uh, a larger excitement for, for God, not seeing those kinds of things. And it's saddening. And it's saddening because the Bible has a clear path and it has a clear answer. And that clear path and the clear answer is that we need to repent of our sins. We need to not hold on to those sins. We need to be able to repent of them and say, okay, God, I'm giving this over to you now. And I, I, I feel like uh, the, the one point I wanted to bring out about that weekend too was, you know, just being honest. You know, something like, like that kind of a weekend is having to be brutally honest with yourself and, and, and having a few people that, that you can have that, that, that conversation with and just say, guys, pray for me. Pray for me over this. I want you to pray for me. And praying for each other. And being completely heartfelt and honest with where we're at. Because how many of you guys know we've got a church face that some of us put on, right? I'm talking about just like a, your typical Sunday. You know, we want to be kind of nicey-nicey out on the front. And we're going to try to hold it together. And we're going to look like we're, we're doing the song and the dance. But deep down when we go back home, are we doing the song and the dance? right? Are we living the same life 
that were living, you know, out in the faith, out in, in public, keep in mind that obviously there's, you know, a degree of, yeah, you know, like you don't just go and talk about all your stuff all the time. But I, I'm just saying that ultimately, you know, we got to be more real, right? And uh, part of that is doing things like that. So um, who knows? Maybe we're going to see something like that come up for a big church again. So, uh, so just, uh, yeah, just be praying about these kinds of things, guys, because we really want to grow in our faith and, and grow with each other. And I'll tell you, an encounter weekend was, was really great. It's really great to get away for a weekend and, and just do that. Sometimes you need that concentrated time just to step away from everything and focus. Okay, so this is what I wanted to bring out as a question. Did you know that God desires you to be as healthy as you are spiritually. And that's the point that I want to bring out because when I talk about these kinds of things from a spiritual point of view, everybody nods their head and go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to heaven. They got more faith for going to heaven than they do for, for, for having a, a, a healing. They got more faith for dealing with spiritual things in their life than they do for healing. <laughs> serious. I don't know. That's, that's North America, though. That's not everywhere in the world. That's North America, primarily, in my experience, anyways. Um, so, but he desires you to be healthy as you are spiritually. And we can read about this in a few different passages of Scripture. So let's go to Acts 10.38. So it says here, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good. So we, hear, we see here it says doing good, right? And healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So is sickness an oppression of the devil? Is it? Is it an oppression of the devil? Yeah, right. There's lots of oppressions, right, that the devil has and is plethora of oppressionism. <laughs> so he has lots of that. And, uh, and, and definitely sickness is one of them. But when we look at that, you know, we, we, we sometimes compartmentalize things, right? So we're like, oh, yeah, so God healed then, but uh, he forgave sins. And so the, the forgiveness of sins carries on to today. But the healing has stopped, right? But when you look at the scriptures, it really clearly shows that Jesus always kind of did the two together, you know? So when he was attacking the devil, he just attacked whichever area the devil was showing his head, right? So if the devil comes up in the form of a depression, Jesus would go and deal with the depression. If the devil came up in the form of a sickness, Jesus would go and deal with the sickness. If the devil came forward in, um, you know, sexual uh, lust, then Jesus would go and attack it from that angle. Jesus would just attack whichever area according to the way that the enemy was attacking, right? Like, if you think about it, if the enemy came at me and was attacking me a certain way, Jesus is not going to go, well, that's not exactly what I came here to do, so I'm only going to do partly, you know, 
uh, a healing in that area of your life, but I didn't fully come to take that one area, that, that area of your life. I only wanted to take care of these few areas, right? But it's not that, ca- that way with Jesus. Jesus came and he wanted to, to basically bring good news, right? And the good news is basically he's here, right? The kingdom is here. He's the walking word. He's able to, to set free. He's able to be that good news. He's able to do that. And then he was able to expel the darkness, expel all the sin, expel the devil, expel all of that. That's simply what he came to do. So it doesn't matter what face shows up. You know, it doesn't matter how nasty it is. That's what Jesus came to take care of. He came to take care of those, those situations. And so that's kind of what I wanted to bring out. So there was one point there. Another one, if we go to Third, uh, uh, third John um, chapter 1, verse 2, where it says, uh, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are in spirit. There's, the, there's like a perfect bloop connection. So John is even desiring in his heart that the health in your body would be as healthy as your spirit. Because people say, oh, well, my spirit is so healthy and my body is weak. And what do they say? They say, well, God's trying to teach me a lesson. No, he's not trying to teach you any lesson. There's no lesson. There's, he wants you to be healthy because how many of you have a smile on your face when you're feeling sick? When, you know, and, and sometimes we don't focus on it all the time and that's fine, but when you actually have it face you in the mirror, that, you know, at that moment when, when you really feel it, how many of you guys know that God doesn't want you to have that? He didn't say, oh, well, you know, just take it, take it in, in measures, you know, just have that sickness for a little while. But, but when it comes to our spiritual self, we can go on an encounter weekend or we can go on these kinds of things. We can be set free and run around and do a dance and go, woo, I'm set free. And even have that, that stronghold and that iniquity that, that had been, uh, you know, c- continually in our life get uprooted and taken out. And we're like, yeah, see what God did? But then when it comes to the area of healing, it's like, I need to heal my little baby toe. Nope, no faith. No, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> but, and we're even like, we even like, you know, expel it out and say, it's not even important. Ah, it's not important. Don't focus on that. I need to focus on my spiritual being. I need to focus on that. Where John is saying here, that I hope all is well with you. He said all again. There's the all statement, right? He's caring about the whole picture, just like Jesus cares about the whole picture. So he wants all. He cares that I hope that all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are uh, strong in spirit. So our spirit man is important, right? And John knew that. He's like, man, your spirit man's doing great. And he's like, I even, I wish, you know, he's like, I hope that, you know, that your health is well, you know, because he cared about the whole picture, you know. And even sometimes when we look at our, our, our finances, as an example, we're like, oh, well, I'm just going to constantly live in a place of hopelessness and despair and anguish and not feel like I can take care of my situation. But it's not even that. You know, part of that all is that God said, I'm going to take care of you. 
you know? And it's not necessarily the finances, like, the way that you interpret it in your mind. But, like, you know, there's people that have gone to prison. And God's taken care of them in the middle of a prison. And gave them a great spirit on the inside of them to actually live in an environment where they have to be able to, um, you know, subdue different things that they would have, different pressures they have. This is the God that we serve, a God that wants to take care of everything. His spirit does that. His spirit is for us. His spirit is wanting to give us that kind of life. And so we need to press for those areas of our, of our heart, in our heart, that are being attacked, that are being ridiculed, that are being challenged on a daily basis. And we need to say, these areas are not allowed to stay as though they are. If you're dealing with a form of depression, mental um, depression, I was going to bring out some scriptures that talked about how God, you know, and I'm not going to bring that out, but how God takes care of you spiritually. He takes care of you mentally. He takes care of you physically. And he takes care of your whole self. He says that I'm taking care of your whole self. So when you feel that deep pressure, that deep challenge on your spirit, why do you feel that way? Because you're being attacked. Because you're being taken advantage of. Because someone decided to live inside of you and provide a form of oppression over your life. Do you want to live oppressed or do you want to live set free? Because that's what Jesus came to do. He came to set free those that were oppressed. So whatever the area is in your heart, whatever the area is that you are feeling today, know that God came and he paid the price for all of it. Not so that it happens five years from now. So that you can live it today. He didn't say, it's going to take you a year. I've never read that in the Bible. He never said, I'm going to take five years to get that deliverance in your life. Okay? He didn't say that. So, when you look in Psalms, another scripture here, Psalms 103.3. It says that he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Could you imagine what that's like. What is a sin when, when you hear that? A lot of people look at it as like a floatsy thing. He heals all my sins, right? Or he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. It's like, you know, when we think of that, for, he forgives all my sins. You know, I told Susan that um, she didn't put her flowers in the right spot and I got angry at her because she put her flowers in the wrong spot, but then when Susan was talking to me about it, she, you know, was, um, <laughs> I don't know, was kind of snarky at me, and so I got even more upset with her, and it's like, but he forgave all my sins. No, you know what? If you went and killed someone, okay, not suggesting to do that at all or any form of sin, but he would forgive that person, and heal whatever disease they have, even if it's COVID-19, <laughs> okay? He would do that. So the power of that verse is the interpretation that you actually put inside your brain on what it actually is saying. And he says, he forgives, where's that, what's that word again? All, uh, 
Oh, take everything of sin. Could you imagine? You're like, you just were like the worst person in the world. Whatever your worst self is. Picture yourself in your worst of worst times. Like when you were like a sinner, like a really, 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 really like bad, bad sinner. Okay? Think of it. You were a really, really bad sinner. And all of a sudden, you, um, you know, you come to God and you say, God, forgive me. God is instantly going to forgive you. And then he will heal you and think of whatever sickness you may have had, a really hard sickness that you would have had. And at that moment, God, God uh, cleanses you of that, of that ailment. God cleanses you of that disease. It says that that's what he does. That's the love that God has for you. That the love of God that he has for you is that no sin can ensnare his love for you. No sin can say, well, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to love you anymore. He doesn't do that. It says that he would, um, that he forgives us of all sins and heals us of all the different diseases that we have. So that means that both with the forgiveness of sin and the healing are both there again. You can see that, that God makes an importance. He connected the two together. Now, if we go into Isaiah 53, 4 to 5. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. That's the payment. That's the payment. He decided to say, you know what? I'm actually going to take care of this for you because you can't take care of it yourself. But what do we do? We try to take the control again. We try to take the reins. We try to say, well, I'm only going to actually have a, a form of sin that is acceptable in the church eye. You know, and then those other ones I'm going to hide underneath a rug. Right? But that's not what's going on here. Jesus is saying that He's already forgiven us of all those sins. He already took the burden. We need to go to the cross. We need to give it to him. We need to allow that forgiveness to take place. We need to change our ways, come into being a new person, and we need to be healed of all of our sicknesses. So the importance of God over the realm of like actually being healed is extremely important. Think about your life and what you do in your day-to-day. -day. How important is it for your body to function properly? How important is it for you to get up to be able to eat, digest food, and then go to work? Like, how many functions do we have that are important for our day-to-day -day operations? <laughs> like, I mean, one of them goes wrong, and we're, like, having a real hissy fit, right? We're having a real challenge. And then you get multiple, and, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that can really grip and bear quite a bit. I'm quite astonished at that, but... At the same time, I look at it like Jesus paid for it all. So we don't have to grip and bear through all of that. We can actually go to him and get our healing. And then uh, one of the last verses I want to bring out here today is in 1 Peter 2, uh, 24. It says, he personally, so he took it personal, okay? He, he took it really personally. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. So he took that already. And by his wounds, you are healed. Again, that healing 
right there. That he actually ties in the healing again. Man. Isn't that amazing how much healing is connected to the fullness of God? Isn't that wild when you actually pull those scripture verses out and you actually connect the two together? Because I really feel like we, we've disconnected and discombobulated scripture in a lot of ways. And that's one of those ways that I wanted to kind of bring that out today because I felt like it would be good for everybody here. You know what I find to be one of the main hindrances for healing? Is believing that there is, a, that there is hindrances for healing. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Like, what's the hindrances? Like, he already did it. You have to accept the truth. It says that Jesus healed them all regardless of their level of faith. If they wanted to be healed. He healed them all. We are commanded to heal all of the sick. Again, you need faith to pray for someone. Okay, there has to be faith. But the person even receiving that, you know, you don't go to the person and say, oh, sorry, you can't receive that healing right now. You don't have faith. You know, but there's a thing called faith where you build up your faith. They build up their faith because we're growing together. And not all of us are full of 100% faith like Jesus had. So when, we, when they talk about that faith... It's building that faith. But what, what I want to point out is that there's always a place to be healed. You shouldn't feel like there's not a place to be healed. We have this healing service Sunday because, like, I'm actually spending my week. There's time that I spend praying over the area of healing. There's time that I spend studying a portion of time on the area of healing so that there's a strength that can be brought, just like somebody else brings another strength in an area, right? Like somebody might be good at, uh, you know, like, um, and I know Daniel's got lots of gifts. I know he flows in all this kind of stuff too. But, you know, like just an example is Daniel pulled a lot of this online stuff together, right? To make it so that we can actually have church online. So if you look at that, right, that's a gifting. He pulled that, you know, into, into existence so we could have a form of, 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 um, of growth together. The same thing with my parents, like with, with the amount of prayer that they have over the church and the congregation and the members and different words that God will give them. And then they go and they speak those kinds of things. There's a particular area of focus that God has with each one of us that we're able to be a strength for. And, um, you know, and, and basically, I just want you guys to know that it doesn't matter when you're feeling sick, you should just be just saying, okay, you know what? I need prayer. You know, for those, uh, y- y- so th- there's, a, there's a space for that. Anyways, so we're commanded to heal all of the sick. We do not need a special leading or unction to obey God's command to heal the sick. We just simply obey God and just go. And if you know someone's sick, you're like, okay, that person should be healed. I can pray for them. That's it. That's all it takes. Okay. God's will, and there's lots of scriptures on this. I just didn't get all the scriptures um, on all these different points, but I just wanted to bring out a couple truths. So God's will is for us to expect to receive divine healing every time. So healing is our right. Purchase for us. So... And God is willing to create miracles and heal through any believer. 
Anybody who believes, he's able to do it. That's it. <clears throat> and every believer is God's, uh, everyone is, is God's child. So you're already a child of God. So you have that right. And everybody can minister that healing. So anyways, just wanted to bring out a few of those truths. <clears throat> now I wanted to bring out some testimonies before I actually get into, uh, before I get into praying for people. And um, the testimonies that I wanted to, to talk about here today was, um, one, actually, even just with myself, um, for those of you guys that don't know, I, or you probably did because I, I mentioned it in a uh, service actually twice, came up and actually asked for prayer for it um, and pressed in for it. But with my tooth, um, I had a bit of uh, an irritation that had happened um, when I'd eat different things and that kind of thing. And that, that was going on for just almost a year, and that was kind of uh, annoying. As well as in my, uh, my heel, there was a bit of a sharp pain. I even had like some kind of like bandage thing around it for a long period of time, and it didn't really do anything. And so um, anyways, those two things are healed. Praise God. And now I don't have to think about my foot or accommodate my foot, or I don't have to think about my tooth because I just I came forward. I just told God, God, this is something that I need healing for, and I just took the Bible for what it was. I didn't care you know, about where I was. I don't care if I'm preaching about healing. I don't, like, I just, I went up and I just went for the healing. And I just asked for it because, you know what? I'm going to ask and then I'm going to receive. And so we can all do that. Like children, we can just ask God and God will give it to us. It's already tied into his plan. It already was what he paid for. So I'm just going to go and, and receive it. And so it's really cool. So that was one testimony. Another testimony that we actually want to bring out is um, that actually happened uh, this week as well, too, is with Daniel. He's got a, a really cool testimony. Do we have a, a wipe? I'm trying to keep to the protocols here, guys. Oh man, God is good. God is good. Amen. Uh, so this weekend, uh, I was actually, um, I had the opportunity to preach um, in Pakistan um, at a conference that they had. It was a leadership conference there, and they were speaking on the voice of God. Um, and uh, so I got the opportunity to do that. And when we were there, I also had an opportunity to, to minister to these uh, leaders in Pakistan. Huh? Through Zoom. Through Zoom, yes. I did not go on a plane. I fly there. I wouldn't be allowed to be here this morning. <laughs> no, yes, through Zoom. So yes, just so everybody knows, everybody knows. So, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was actually really amazing. So just so you guys know, it was also I was up at 4:30 in the morning, and 4:30 in the morning, and then the conference was at uh, for my session to speak was at 6:30 in the morning, which was 3:30 p.m. there. So that's a big time difference. But um, so, yeah, so when I got an opportunity to minister, it was actually really incredible. Um, we begin to, uh, they, they wanted me to begin to speak, and the Lord actually began to give me prophetic words um, for different ones uh, at this conference, and this, and the prophetic words were different things on healing. So there was this one person um, that uh, the Lord spoke to me about. It was actually a woman who, uh, who needed uh, healing in her, she needed her womb to be open because she couldn't have kids. Anyways, uh, so I began to prophesy this word. I began to speak this word out. And this woman wasn't even like part of the leadership, but she only came specifically for that day to get prayer for her womb to be open. 
And so um, we, we began to pray, and we began to pray for that, and uh, the power of God moved, and we believe that her womb is open, so I'm looking forward to hear from that soon. Um, but there was another testimony, actually, of um, this, uh, this, this guy. Uh, the Lord gave me a word for this guy who actually was taking uh, medication and he had a limp in his bot he had a limp in his legs and he was taking medication for it and this woman this guy was sitting in the front row and uh and he began to uh we began to pray over him and he actually got healing in his legs and he said i, I actually f- i saw in the spirit that there was like soothing oil of the lord flowing through this guy's legs and that the lord was healing him and then he literally said he felt like soothing in his legs he got up he started to stomp on his feet move his legs around and it was like completely made whole it was incredible it was incredible it was incredible. This, it was actually incredible. Like, I want to see God move like that here in Canada, man. This is, I want to see that power. I want to see that here. That's why, you know, Aaron, you know, I'm so glad that he takes these, these times the last Sunday of the month to actually speak and focus in on this because I believe that as we speak and as we focus in and as we hone in to see the power of God in healing, that we're going to see it break loose in this place. Um, so we also saw another, sorry, there's this quite a bit, but, you know, I'm hoping that this would instill faith in you to believe God for yourself, to believe God that he can move in this in your own life. So there was another uh, testimony of the Lord actually spoke this to me before um, when I was preparing my message, like at the beginning of the month, the Lord gave me this prophetic word that there was going to be somebody, a man that actually uh, had a family member that was in a coma. And, and so I, I, didn't, I didn't know, so I just like, but I, I heard that in the spirit. So then when I was there, I was like, please, Lord, please, Lord, don't make me look, you know, like an idiot <laughs> right now. So, so uh, I began to just, I just called it out. And then so this guy actually comes up to the front, and he says that his, grand, his grandfather is now in a coma right now, sitting, sitting in a coma in the hospital right now. So we began to, we began to pray for him. Um, and, uh, and, and declare healing over him. And the Lord actually even gave me a prophetic word over himself. Uh, and then there was another man um, who actually, this, is, this one's pretty crazy. So there's another man. This is a leadership conference, by the way. So the Lord has spoke to me and gave me a word that there was somebody that had um, a uh, uh, smoking addiction. Now, now, you wouldn't expect it because it's a leadership conference, so you wouldn't expect that to happen. So I was like, okay, God. Uh, so I just began to speak it. And literally, there was a guy from, that literally just walked in to see what was going on in the building. He wasn't, he wasn't part of the conference. He wasn't part of anything. He just walked in to see what's happening in the building. He came up to the front. And this guy, he, he wasn't, I don't even think he was a believer or anything, came up to the front. And he, and he says, I'm the one with the addiction. So this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is God. Like, this is God showing up. Because why? Because God cares. This is, this is the reason why. This is his heart being revealed. You know, this, this, everything that Aaron's talking about right now today, this is God's heart being revealed. Why would God give this word for somebody? Why would God move like this? Because he wants to see people come to know him and be made whole in him. Back, restored to the original intent that we were called to be. Come on. Jesus. So, so this guy comes up. We begin, to, we begin to pray for him, and this guy gets set free right there. In the, middle, in the middle of the thing, for the first time he comes, and the Lord sets him free. And, and uh, it, it was just incredible. It was just so incredible. It was a beautiful time. There was another guy that had, that had a tormenting, uh, tormenting thoughts in his mind. He got set free in his mind. So God was just moving. So, guys, let's, 
today as we're here today, let's just believe God, man. Let's, let's, really, let's really just uh, put our attention and our focus on, on him today and believe that, you know, everything that he has promised is for us, that we can receive it. Amen? Amen. I'll give it another little wipe. Yeah, amen. And then I'm going to get, um, well, if I can get the worship team up too, and I'm going to have my, uh, my dad come up because there's a, a working testimony that uh, we're going to just uh, pray for um, with uh, Headley. And just um, a few of you guys probably already know. So just want to give a, just a brief, really, really brief update. But then, um, and, and God has been working in that. And, uh, and we're going to pray for Headley. And then we actually want to open it up and we're going to pray for people here. And so I'm going to have my, uh, my dad and um, uh, even uh, Daniel. Um, what we're going to do for praying for people uh, for healing is we're just going to have people lift up their, their hand. Um, and for those of you online, we're going to pray for you. Um, we're going to pray for you now. Um, and then we're going to pray for everybody else kind of closer to the end while the worship is going. So, uh, but if you want to, if you want to have some prayer, instead of coming up, we're just going to pray for you at your seat. So if you just put your hand up, uh, my dad, myself, or Daniel are going to just come over and we'll just pray with you in agreement of faith for your healing because it's an important part of our, of our faith and it ties into our salvation. So, um, so we really want to press in for those uh, forms of healing in your life. So, uh, let's just pray for everybody online. Um, that way uh, um, we can have that prayed for and make sure we cover it. So, God, we just pray right now. Uh, God, we just uh, rebuke uh, all the demonic uh, strongholds with everybody uh, that's listening in online, Lord God, where they've been listening to the lies, um, Lord God, uh, that the devil has been speaking into their heart. And we just pray, Lord God, that your healing touch, that you said that you came to bring good news. And you said you took care of all, all of their infirmities, all of their sicknesses, all of their forms of challenges, Lord God. That you said you came to be that deliverer. And Lord Jesus, we just claim that over their lives right now. Over each one on the internet, Lord God. We just claim that over their life right now. And we just speak your words of life over their their situation, Lord God. All the fruits of the Spirit, Lord God. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, Lord God. That you would give those spiritual things to them, Lord God. That you would heal them and you would give them, Lord God, the life that you promised. We pray for that right now, Lord God, and we just thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.